Texas Necro Macho Entertainment Podcast. Oh, yeah. Welcome, all you hive scummers who think they can rise to the top of the spire. Welcome to the fifth episode of the Necromacha Entertainment Podcast, your Necromunda hobby podcast. Today we'll be talking about terrain and meeting your players' expectations in a campaign. I'm one of your hosts, Roy. And I'm Richard. So as always, we're going to start off with what you've been up to, Richard. Since the last time we recorded, got my 3x3 fully painted painted. It looks good. So yeah, I'll make sure to post some photos um painted the rims black um for the wood that my boards are sitting on got all the accoutrement on the um the barricades the bits barricades barrels all that uh little command consoles doors painted dipped into 30k a little bit and painted 50 marines how many 50 five zero five zero okay so three ten mans uh tacticals one melted gun squad, 10 man, and a 10 man um, Volkite caliber. World Eaters? World Eaters, yeah. Yeah. And then did a Praetor and his retinue. So Banner Bear and the dude pulling out his sword. Yeah, I like that guy. It's cool. Yeah. I, I love that model. So cool. And doing other commissions for people. Just knocked out 10 Terminators for Iron Warriors player. Also painted some Orlocks, too, for one of the guys in the campaign. Okay. So, what about you? What's What's been going on? Uh, Have you built paint anything? I've been painting masters. Yeah. They're almost done. I need to uh, do some streaking gram on them. Nice. Okay. Uh, built a new Death Maiden, two new Jews. Uh, still got to do some green stuff work on them. Death Maiden, her shoulders. Cause it's a little funky. Yeah, yeah, because I took the shoulder pads she had on and off because she's a Blood Bowl elf blitzer. Mm, okay. Yes. Uh, let's see. We had a gamer in the area pass away mm-hmm. like the end of last month, and his family brought his stuff up to the store to sell it, you know, to raise money. Yeah. Uh, so I got a original Cotor gang out of that. He had him as an oh, wow. like a inquisitor retinue in his guard army. Okay, so they'll probably become outcasts. Cool. I'm 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 probably just leave them painted as they are and just touch them up. Mm-hmm. Just bring them up to yeah, make make them pop a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, then I got some books that are no longer sold by a Black Library because uh, of plagiarism. Plagiarism. Yes, plagiarism. Uh, okay. Henry Zhu, I think, is the author it's a it's a what did he, how did he plagiarize, plagiarize the material he took some passages out of memoirs of some service members books you know their autobiographies oh okay yeah he did that apparently for three books <laughs> yeah it's a three book series uh the, the last one's like wait book, three book series three not books, three books three yeah, books three book series yeah holy shit uh, okay the last i don't remember the whole series name the last one's blood of the gorgon Okay. That's the one I don't have. But yeah, I just want to see what what all of that bike if I can spot what he took out from what I've read from military history. Sure. If I can yeah, yeah. see any passages. What Man, else have I done? That's a huge, huge screw up. Yeah, he's never gonna 
right for anybody ever again. No, no, especially. especially Or he's never going to plagiarize for anybody ever again. I don't think any company would touch any company would touch him. Yeah, it's just too much of a risk. Yeah. Uh, So for my Cotor Chaos Corvus Cabal gang, uh, I've been looking for the some bird skulls for my Jews. Yeah. The the regular Cotor models with hoods. And I'm like, look, and I can't find any. I found some on Etsy. And then I realized in the GW skulls box. Yeah. There are bird skulls in there. Sorted skulls and things. Yes. So there's bird skulls in there. So I made some some of those. You gave me the last ones now to finish. I'll have those finished tonight. Sweet. Uh, so I can be almost done with that gang. Building what else? It. Oh, yeah. Still have to do uh, green stuff for the holes that are. No, I got to build a grenade launcher champ, which I don't. Mm. Okay. I don't like the pose I have and figure out the weapons for the leader. Okay. Because it's just awkward for them to hold a weapon. How is it awkward? Because they're the ones that hold the wings out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The Corpus Cabal, the um, leader out of that one. Yeah, the big chicken guy. Yeah. Chicken attack. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we started our campaign. Yeah. Yes. So, so far I've played, I'm running two gangs. I've got Cawdor and Squats. I played two games with Cawdor, lost both. Uh, shocker. I mean, it. it's not that surprising considering the best armor I can have on my leader is mesh and everybody else at best can have flak armor. I mean, it's, I was like going from Nomads last campaign to going to Cawdor is definitely a huge step down for me. <laughs> Just as far as their uh, weapon proficiency, like a blast carbine hitting on two ups, like like in short range, of course. Like, awesome. You great. know, you don't, you don't have any hit modifiers when you throw that flame template down. Mm, true. But I'm not also not spamming, like, flamers. And How many do you have in your list right now? So I've got two blunderbosses, uh, one on my leader and one on a champ and one like blunderbuss auto gun auto thing pole. auto pole yeah um and then the only other like nasty thing that i have is um the guy with a rpg crossbow mm-hmm. and so you really don't have any you have no, two you no. have two yeah I've, I've got two you can put like you can slide like two more in there and it'd be fine is it okay yeah. All right. Because that's their stick. Okay. I mean, if you stuck like five in there, it might be like... That'd be a bit much. Yeah, a bit much. Yeah. Okay. So I'll, I'll tone that down a little bit. Um, but yeah, uh, played with my squats and lost that game. Uh, I think after turn one. It was, it was turn one, yeah. Yeah. So we roll up, Roy and I, and I've got six dudes. We're 1,200 credits uh we don't have access to the trading post we don't have ways to hire on gangers for the first week which is really tough and is making me play extremely conservatively and i get one guy taken out thank god i had a rogue dog <laughs> um because i got a rolled injury got Hopefully. a 63 yeah had to go through that whole ordeal only to find out oh they're fine. Nothing happened. Rolled that six. Yeah. So full they, recovery. Uh, so they were fine. 
thank God. Um, and my and that was he got taken out by the Death Maiden. Death Maiden was three inches away from my leader. Yes. who was seriously injured by a plasma cannon. <laughs> so <laughs> I um, I hightailed it out of there as <laughs> as fast as my uh, short little legs would carry me. Yeah. So um, yeah, three games, three losses. I still have three more games to play for this week. Yep. So what about you? What's how are you enjoying the, the campaign of hurting cats, playing all that? Uh for playing, played three games. Yep. Uh, did my limit. So my first game was against Nick. And I got like two hundred something credits. Second game was against you, and I yep. got like thirty credits. Yeah. Something. And then my third game was with, was with another Escher player and my Death Maiden sixty sixth. Her leader. Oof. Yeah. So they uh, they weren't having a good time, so that, that, that gang's no longer around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that sucks that happened, but it's part of the game. Yeah. Yeah. So meeting your player's expectations for a campaign if you're the arbitrator, uh, everybody wants to have a fun, ga- a fun time, good game. Mm-hmm. You need to make sure they remember the rules. Like, make sure, like, hey... Y'all want to yeah. play a practice game for this first one that counts. We can play a practice game. Make sure they they remember everything if they haven't played in even over a month. Make yeah. sure they remember yeah. everything. Uh, but for like me, I asked, we had a meeting on a Sunday. And I asked like, hey, how does everybody want a narrative campaign? Do you want a just a, hey, I just want to try to kill them all. Go all, all out, yeah. Yeah, and everybody wanted a narrative campaign. Mm-hmm. So then that falls to me. And it some falls on the players as well. Oh, very to, much. To, I, I can set up the scenarios, but if they want to write some lore, some fanfic for their mm-hmm. uh, for their gang, that'd be greatly appreciated because that lets me build off of that mm-hmm. to maybe build some scenarios or just uh, the immersion of the area where we're at when I tell them what we're doing the next week. Mm-hmm. Like we're playing a um, Outlands campaign. So the the gangs are going to found a settlement in a rediscovered dome. Yeah. You know, they're going to try to state their claim so the their house can eventually move on and explore the dome and gather Make their, money and... Yeah. Yeah. Spend their territory. Yeah. Money and power. So we're doing this and their, their actions, I told them their actions during this campaign will have consequences or repercussions or just... Maybe it'll, and, it'll and name reverberate us, through. Yeah, yeah, through our other campaigns. I have four other campaigns planned out. Yeah. Uh, if we keep on going that far. So it's a new dome. We're building our new world. So if, you know, whoever wins this wins. Quote unquote. Yeah. yeah this campaign, you know, their name of their settlement, that will be the settlement. Mm, the main okay. settlement. You know, if somebody gets, you know, the whole gang gets wiped out of this one. And there's one battle, you know, that might be, you know, uh, the Iron Fist Demise. That might be known as that. That's the area is Iron Fist Demise. Sure. Yeah, Whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. You know, so it's what your players want. Because if you don't give them what they want, they're not going to be incentivized. It, yeah. They're not going to play. Yeah. And you're, it's just going to peter out. And that's no fun. You yeah. Put, you put work into this and then just have every, it just fizzle out is a Cause real you, letdown. Because you're hurting the cats. You're planning it. Um, you're telling everybody what can and cannot be in the system. Um, and you're arbitrating games 
when you're up there. Yeah. Or if somebody has a question on how to resolve something, it's generally being thrown at you because you're the one that's running it. Yeah. So you're wanting your players to be able to have fun with it and not have anything, not be uh, taken by surprise of what happens. Like how, if everybody shows up for a narrative campaign, one person shows up for a cutthroat uh, campaign and that person just destroys the other gangs because they've min max everything. Well, now everybody's going to be hurt, hurt because of that one player. Yeah. And then it may start a like, well, I need to match him and it'll start an arms, arms race, race and, and yeah, yeah don't want escalate that. from there. Yeah. And this also gives people players a chance to do part of the hobby. They may not normally get to do. So mm-hmm. the lore is one of the pillars of the hobby and yep. this falls on lore, writing your own faction lore, your own fanfic. Mm-hmm. Anything you write that's not official to is fanfic. So to write their own fanfic, because I don't, I don't know anybody personally who just writes their own lore, just writes and stuff And that's up. all they do. And that's, yeah. the, that's all they do. This yeah. gives you a chance to flex those brain muscles. Yeah, and, and you're interacting, you're building the story for those characters. Yeah. And and you can you can change the narrative that way. So if you just got your butt whooped by somebody, but you put in your... your your story, you know, you post your story of this is what happened, you know, how there how there's some scummy bastards mm-hmm. well, that, that that'll affect the narrative, you know. That's uh that's yeah. good stuff. Building some uh well affect the motivations like uh my my leader runs away because he's seriously injured and from your ushers. Well now he's really pissed at the ushers. Yeah. So um he might try and bring out some big guns next time uh we we fight again. Yeah. And make it a point to kill your death maiden and do anything and everything in, in their in their power to not only take her down to zero wounds, but to roll like four seriously injured <laughs> coup de gras. And then those four rolls of hoping for a 66. Oh. <laughs> you don't, you don't want to capture her. You just want to, you know, the no, 66 I, I just want to kill her. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want her head mounted. She's not that scary right now. <laughs> right now yeah <laughs> she's she's tame at the beginning yeah then i mean she only has one weapon right now because she didn't couldn't afford an auto <laughs> pistol oh so she doesn't get the extra attack on the charge mm-hmm. okay no no extra no extra auto pistol attack okay that's not supposed to, that's not what's going to kill you though no, no no i mean that plasma cannon did some work Y'all said so. y'all said you do not like plasma guns. I'm like, well, I'll go plasma cannon. Yeah, no, that's that's fine. I'm I'm, I'm okay with it. Uh, still a little miffed of uh, my T4 dwarves just dead. Well, almost dead. Almost dead. He rolled that six on that uh, recovery for that dock. So full recovery. Yeah, it's all good. I'm so glad I paid that fifty credits for that dock. So, yeah. uh, another thing to add to find out what your players want. Like some people just want to go come up and play a game and be done. Some people, skirmish game. Yeah. And, just yeah. some people will come up and socialize, you know, spend the day, uh, do extra things like write a, like write some stories for their guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe like for, uh, what I already told all y'all that I'm going to do is we're going to have a speed painting competition on our, uh, down week. 
you know, also oh, have a, yeah. I have a scenario for the, for everybody for a big game, but mm-hmm. hey, just bring your paints up. I'm going to have a, some, uh, old chaos cultists. Oh, I have okay. a bunch of them. So I'm going to get yeah. all like, we have eight players, well, seven players. You're playing two, two gangs, two gangs. Yeah. I'm going to have seven of the same model. I'm going to cut all the chaos stuff off of them. I'm going to spend an hour painting them. We'll vote to see who got the best. They'll just say, hey, good job. Sure, yeah. Uh, I might write up a little rules for your this little hive scum, and you can use them in your gang. Yeah, a little cheap yeah. cheap ganger to throw in. Throw in, yeah. You know, something something extra. And everybody was very receptive to that. Yeah. You know, wanted something extra. Uh, well, that way you can, like, stuff like that is great as far as, like, bonding with players, playing, uh, not just playing a game, but also painting with them. Probably order some food, hang out, and yeah. then uh, critique their 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 painting skills. Yeah, it, uh, all tabletop games are a social game. Mm-hmm. It's you're, you have a social social, social con- contract. Yeah, between, between you each other, between each other. But it's more than just hey, okay, we're just talking about the game because you you're going to talk to your opponent unless you're super introverted, which there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but you're going to talk to your opponent. Uh, Hopefully, if somebody comes up, asks you what you're doing, like, "Oh, we're playing Necromunda," you know, hey, talk to them about it. Um, this is why they. This is the best game ever that GW has, and yes, well, it's the best for campaigns. Period. Yes, because yeah, none yeah, of the other games yeah. are. I know. You're, I know you're a Titanicus fan. So. Yes. Uh, okay, so talking about what the what the players want, mm-hmm. but what the players don't want, they don't want a bad time. They don't want that one the guy who comes in there yeah. and is just being a jerk, mm-hmm. doing questionable things. So shady roles. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Oh, I got all these credits. How'd you get those credits? Yeah, and, you know how'd you get all those credits? You should have rolled them for something, or should have rolled in the Discord bot. Yeah. Uh, so as a arbitrator, it's your duty to stop that. You know, if that person is known for that, you might be like, "Hey, you're not playing in this campaign. Mm-hmm. You're not. You're not welcome here." You're on a probationary period. No, I mean, you, or maybe, you're maybe, just flat out. Maybe yeah. just flat out. If yeah. you've had a, if they've had a long run of being known to do that. Sure. Because one bad apple ruins the bunch. Yeah. And, and people, especially with Necromunda, as niche as it is, it's not a 40K. It's not drawing 20, 30 people to a tournament at your game store. Like, we've got seven people in our campaign. So you want to foster that have those seven people love Necromunda, love the campaign, tell all our friends about it, and then slowly add more and more people. Yeah. Like that one person you may have to ban, people may not play because they're playing. Yeah, it just deters them. And just, yeah, because they, they know that person has a reputation. They're like, I don't want to have to deal with that. Yeah. I'd rather do something else. Yeah. So that's that's this unfortunate part about mm-hmm. this hobby. Yeah, the the people can make or break it just as much as rules can for, for the game as well. Yeah. But the rules you can at least hey that's a dumb rule. Let's change that. Let's Yeah, we did a lot of that on the fly. Like, yeah. Don't be afraid to, to just straight up change a rule. Like that's dumb. Like And cater it towards what your your group is wanting. Like in the spirit of a narrative thing, okay, we're gonna change this to make it not as uh, harsh or punishable as yeah. It normally is. So you want to help your players, but sometimes you have players 
that you just can't help. No. You you give them all the resources. Resources and they won't help themselves. Yeah. And you want the you want them to play, but if they can't if they won't help themselves, you just can't do anything for them. No. You may just have to let them go. Yeah. And sometimes it happens and Yeah. It's unfortunate because uh but a bad game is not better than no game. Agreed. Yeah. 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 I know we've said that before, but it's it's so true. I'd rather not play that person that's always whining and complaining because mm-hmm. they don't know this rule. Like, well, you have the rules. We have we give you everything you need, but you're just going to complain and not do anything about it. Yeah, nobody likes that. You can only do so much. They, I mean, at some point they have to have help themselves. Yeah. So it's unfortunate to see, uh, especially with. I know. For you, it's you're you're trying to work with them, and it's just not doing anything. Like it's just it's not um, leading to any positive response from that person. Yeah, and it's just okay. Well, I can only do so much. Um, yeah, gotta walk away after a while. Yeah. So you seen lunch players know that you're available. I mean, you, now you're not available all the time, but you're available, sure. open to their suggestions, their ideas. Uh, I've already implemented two rules changes the guys wanted. Like, hey, this is this is kind of stupid. Let's what, change it. What, what rules changes? I mean, this one was easy. It was the, uh, if you're shooting at the floor with a blast weapon, it's minus one oh, all the time yeah. on top of any amount of fires. Yeah. You can't shoot a wall because there's nothing that says you can't shoot a wall. You can't shoot a wall with a blast weapon. You can't do it. We're not, <laughs> we're not allowing that. You can't that, cheese it. Yeah, yeah. That you're cheesing it up. That's, Cheese. It's a game. It's supposed to be fun. Yeah. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. No. Um, Why well, just basically just ask people what they thought. So for the tactics cards, we have a deck of at least 20. Uh, mm-hmm. You Whatever the scenario says you draw, you draw two more. And then out of what you drew, you discard two. Yeah. <clears throat> and then any card you do use during the game, you write it down and you set that on the side. And it will not be used till you go through your full deck of cards. Yeah. Because... And just skirmish games we play, like I was always drawing the God the, Hand. Well, not the God Hand, but some of the cards. <laughs> the cards would always show up out of the, that yeah. deck of twenty. Oh, yeah, yeah. They would always show up, and it's like I can hard stop them again. That gets old. Yeah, you know the bait and switch, mm-hmm. the history of violence. You know, you don't like my death oh, getting a, getting full yeah. getting a full another set of actions. So oh, she just got up and. With you thought, you thought she would, and yeah, and yeah, you didn't think she's gonna go charge you, but now she's charging your leader, and you're screwed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that gets old a little bit. Yeah. So, so just ask your players what they want. Uh, they should tell you. It's another fun, uh, like the painting is another fun thing to do, and like I don't particularly like to paint. I'm getting more into painting right now. Uh, awesome. You know, uh, there's an art to speed painting for a competition. There's actually. Mm-hmm. There's guys that like that's what they do. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think anybody there is going to be doing that. They're going to try to paint it so it'll fit in their gang. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a good way. Of like, oh, how'd you do that technique? You know, how'd you how'd you get that color on there? You yeah, know, it's a good way to talk so I can pick more things up. You know, yeah. See what they do. And they can like, hey, what do you think about this? Like, oh, you should have uh, well not done that. Do <laughs> do this. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a uh, uh, the cross pollination. They'll see. Oh, I'm painting it like this, and they see the technique or product that I'm using. They're just, oh, I didn't think about using that yeah. particular product and that in the way that you're doing it. So 
it takes it from doing it at my house to doing it up at the store and where somebody else can see. Oh, that's oh, I'm I'm going to take that and use it on my own guys. Cool. Yeah. Great. I don't see how people can go up to a store and paint. I cannot I, do that. No, I I'm can't. I'm distracted by, like, oh, hey, man, how you doing? Oh, what you got over there? What's up, man? People walking in, like sitting down. Hey, what's up? And yeah. I cracking open a new uh, box of like magic cards or something. Like, it's just like there's constant distractions. Yeah. Somebody's ordering food. Oh, okay. I'll, Here I'll comes a dog for in. pets because we have, there's dogs allowed in our store. So, yeah. Nice. Always distractions. But if you can paint in a store, you got some good concentration. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for me, I'm I'm kind of looking at this like, oh man, how am I going to do this? Because it's just okay. I'm probably not going to have access to my airbrush, all that like all the stuff I use for my airbrushing. Um, because I really don't want to haul it all up there. Yeah, it seems like a lot for one many. Yeah, you got your uh, where we record it over here at Richards. He's got a lot of paints, and they're. They're not spread out, but he has the stuff. It's four years of collecting, mind you. Okay. Yeah. So when you're putting grime or something, you got to put the bust the mineral spirits out. You're not hauling all that stuff up to the store. Yeah. Yeah. So another thing with your players, you know, you want them to be happy, have a good time. You know, we we are. This is a narrative game. That's basically it's a, it is a narrative game. Yeah. Without that, you're not you're not playing Necromunda. But with some people if they get mad or upset because they're losing and they're playing a very narrative game, gang, sorry. Not all things work. Yeah. So if you're playing a shooty Escher gang and you run them up to get in close combat and you're kidnapped for shooty, well, it's not going to work for you because you're not shooting. You're running up. If you kid out your Eschers to be poison and you're not running up to get in hand to hand, it's not going to work out for you. So yeah. if you're playing a very themed list and it's not working out for you, you can't get mad about that. Yeah, you, you can, but it's that's irrational. Yeah. You know, you gotta You gotta change it up. You gotta change it up. Or you're gonna have to suck it up like, hey, I know this list is not gonna do well, but I wanna have fun running a and this I list. I want this particular yeah. list. I you have to go into that mindset like I know this is not gonna do well. Yeah. You know, if you wanna run a we figured it out, you can run a outcast gang with the the Orlock special character dog that you mm, get. You yeah. have that as your outcast leader. Then you have another guy, a uh, Orlock guy. You can give him a dog. Mm-hmm. So you can have a bunch of dogs sure. in this list. Well, this probably won't do so well because the dogs kind of suck. But that's yeah, your yeah. theme list. You you should you know. You want puppies and yeah, there you go. If, if that's what you want, you should know. Like, I'm not going to do well. I'm not going to do well in this campaign. I'm not going to say when. You're not going to do well. Winning wise in the campaign, you may your narrative may be outstanding. You're writing mm-hmm. this great story for your gang, yeah, and their history, but your gameplay will be subpar, yeah, yeah. Um, so if and if you're okay with that, I mean, that that's perfectly fine, yes, there's no no fault in that. Um, you're able to you're able to lean into what you want to play, it's just not everything is stellar. So you got to, there, there's a bit of give and take with it. Yes. So if you're the arbitrator and you're looking at everybody's list and they, some person has this crazy list, talk to them about it. Like, hey, if you run this, 
gameplay is not going to go well for you. You understand that, you know, mm-hmm. are you, are you ready to, are you okay with not doing well playing, you know? Yeah. If they are, oh, that's great. If they're not, well, they might, they might want to change it up. Yeah. So that's always, that's unfortunate when you have this cool thing is you think it's going to work. A cool you're, theme it, and yeah. yeah. And it just, and you're just getting. Just falling on your face. Yeah. Yeah. And don't let it just uh, discourage you or dissuade you from pursuing that because, okay, you may not be winning all the games, but you could be having a great time. You might have like all your dogs, like, um, like you have like a John Wick character that's just like got a pack of dogs hanging out with them. <laughs> and he's just like sending dogs left and right, just attacking everything. It's like, maybe you can work with the arbitrator. It's like, okay, I know that you're lacking like, like covering fire. So you run your guys up, you run your dogs up, they get pinned or something. Dogs can do dogs get pinned. They can. Okay. Your dogs run up, get pinned and then they can't get the charge, but your opponent does. Well, maybe you might be able to work with something with your, uh, arbitrator of, Hey, my dog, instead of, um, just doing a double run or just moving twice, you can do something like ferocious bark and might scare them. So they cower down and get pinned. Oh yeah. Like like a, like a skill. Yeah. 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 We have, have like a standout dog that is like the biggest, meanest one he got. Yeah. And it gives it a little bit more teeth. Um, but, uh, but up being, yeah, but up pop. So it gives you something to play with a little bit more, but it's not super overpowered that won't break the game or make it enjoyable for other players. Yeah. I mean, if you have a subpar list and somebody's complaining because you're, you got a special skill for your dog. Well, yeah. 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 <laughs> Go yeah. pound sand. Yeah. Everybody wants to have fun. And I would think that that's a pretty easy concession to make. Yeah. To have them be able to enjoy their list. Cause if you're doing something like that, you put a lot of time and effort into looking into it, to building it, to getting the models, especially if you're getting the GW models, because the dogs are few and far between. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's, there's a bit of reward them if you can try and make something work. But if your arbitrator is not open to it, maybe shift it, maybe not run all dogs, maybe run three or two or something. Yeah. Discuss with your players their expectations and they may not realize that inherently they build more instead of like, they might say, Oh, I want to play narrative uh, narratively, but in their list construction and how they play their gang uh, with like Eshers with the death maiden. Oh, I'm going to get my leader um, overseer. I'm always going to keep my, uh, death maiden within so many inches so i can just toss it on her and it's just <clears throat> that can be rough and you've now built for more competitive yeah and it's like well you're saying you want to play narrative but you're building towards competitiveness you do Let's, have you do have a narrative but it's your you're power working. your power gaming now with that narrative yeah yeah and so arbitrators can step in and say hey you said you wanted to play like this, but you're playing like that. Let's try and like ease you a little bit more towards the narrative that you said you yeah. wanted to play. At a minimum, the arbitrator should be looking at everybody's 
gang list before you, they play the first game. Yep. Uh, especially with outcast gangs. Especially, it, yeah. A lot of stuff goes into those. Um, There's just so much that can be thrown yeah. into it. You got to make sure points cost like uh, Lady Credo. She's like, she's made to be an outcast leader. Mm-hmm. She's like, uh, I think 120 points, 120 creds shy of what she should be. I, I did the math. I oh, figured it okay. up. Yeah, she is yeah. way undercosted for what she does. Really? Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen anything on her, so. Yeah, like if you want to have a ammo jack as your leader. Mm-hmm. I might bump his costs up some more, you know, because he was going to get a bolter and a power hammer or something. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, for, yeah. for, for 40 creds. Like, no, that's that's, that's a little cheap. That's yeah. not, not going to fly. Yeah. Uh, you're there to make the game run smoothly and to keep everybody honest. Yeah. Yeah. Herding them cats. Yes. If you have a Necromunda event coming up, let us know, and we will provide a shout-out to promote your event. You can reach us at necromachoentertainment at gmail.com. And now for an ad break. Electro Pro with some I know my broadcast doesn't start yet, but I need to get this bombshell report out. We've undeniable proof of the Escher breeding program. Now I'm going to give you some inside deal. The public just thought that these Eschers recruited women into their gang, but my socks and me always knew there was almost a uh uh a demon cult that surrounded them. Now we have documents. Let's get into this, folks. Eschers each year hold a ceremony. An evil, demonic, little ritual. Uh, Just makes me sick thinking about it. Now, many of you know years ago that I was able to infiltrate their secret um, demonic ritual, and I filmed it for you. You can view it on my site, excommunicado.truth.web. They wheel these husks of rantly men out to extract their seed and throw a wild orgy filled with sex, drugs, and a wild snake. The upper elites know about this necrotech grove, but refuse to do anything about it. Hmm. I wonder, I wonder why. From a certain noble house that we all know the name of. Axel, out. The views, rantings, and conspiracy theories expressed by Axel Jones do not reflect Necromacho, Necromacho Entertainment, or any of its subsidiaries. Necro Macho Nachos. Come get you some. Oh, yeah. So now we're going to talk about some terrain. Yeah. All right. So, Richard, what you got? Um, so terrain, I say, like, can make or break the game, especially for Necromunda with it being narrative. Yes. Um, I mean, so, without, without that terrain, you're not, you're just. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's just like. Getting nice quality terrain definitely um, has its bennies. So um, for my 3x3, I went with a ZM, the Zomertalis terrain. And while I like it, it's a huge cost. Uh, Yes. Tiles are 75 for four. I think you use three... So you're needing nine tiles for a three by three. Like I thought about doing a four by four at this point. I'm like, I'm not doing a four by four. Yeah. And from the games that we played at the store, I I don't ever see us using the full nine by nine, like using literally every board that. So for our campaign, we're doing three by three Zomer Talos the first week. If you do a four by 
well, it's a four foot across. It's just you're taking too long to get across. You're, you're yeah. before you get any action, you're everybody's three, having the double move. Yeah, you're three turns in already yeah. before yeah. you make contact. So yeah. it's not worth it. Yeah, and so doing a three by three, I figure was a nice. Okay, this is big enough. Like it feels like I'm not like bumping uh, elbows with with everybody as far as my gang goes and all the terrain clicks into place. Um, great looking walls and columns and semi modular. So there's a lot of great things about it, but the cost is the killer on it. The best way of getting terrain for it is the underhive sector box, which is the big terrain box. And I think, for my three by three, I've got close to three boxes of that yes. in it, not including the the tiles. Yeah, that's yeah, it's pricey. A, a kick in the groin. Yes. Like, so if you don't want to spend the money on that, there are you can, people who have made STL files, so you can print them off. Yeah. Um, there's a great guy I follow on Instagram, uh, Morty and Tank. Yes. So he's got. Um, got like a power reactor you can print off and slam like uh, slam onto your tile his, his stuff is really great because it connects to zomer talus boards so it connects like you, he has a it slots in like slots in yes fits in the, all the different channels um he even has like a door where um or he's got pieces where it has like a 45 angle oh, okay not a 90 yeah so it gives variety to to your boards um he's got like tentacles like popping up out of the sewers oh yeah I like those those are good so and it's just like destroying the board and everything is great yeah uh then there's also mdf for those some companies yeah. make the mdf now that mdf it's extremely i want to say plain but it's not it's not detailed because you only cut into it or yeah. you have to glue something to it yeah so, so it's it's much more affordable than gw Far more affordable. Yeah, but if you're going to basically be kit bashing some stuff to make your terrain, well, then that's fine because you're gonna slap stuff on it anyways. Yeah, you got some old bits. You got some computers you want to slap on it. Yeah, fantastic. Now, so Zomertalis, that's a very specific style for really only GW games. Yes. Like so, uh, yeah. uh, other games have some space ship boarding action kind of thing going on, but there's nothing that's, oh, yeah. that's like Zomortalis out there except for Zomortalis. Mm -hmm. uh, there well, are, I mean, you're able to use Zomortalis now and, uh, I mean, you were in the past, but, uh, now that we have official rules for 30 K as well. Yes. So I could take this and play 30 K with it as well. Yes. And now you have the, the boarding actions for 40 K as well. Yeah. So easily but, use it there. But I'm saying other companies, there's no other company that makes anything like this, Oh, yes, yes. I mean, yeah. uh, there are some other uh, people out there who are making STL files for corridors for spaceships, which mm -hmm. can be the same thing, but that's... It's more generic. It, yeah. The the nice thing with the ZM stuff is that the tiles, the walls, the stairs, uh, the lifts, the, the whole art style meshes together. Yeah. Whereas, like, I've seen like some MDF stuff where it's like you buy from this company, it has a particular look, 
buy from another company and it's like totally different. Um, so, or even like SDL, like files from different people can be to like total uh, opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Well, like they may be clean or, or super gothic. Yeah. Sort of yeah. Like, yeah. So some stained glass windows or, um, uh, like church windows or something. Yeah. So, which are always cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Make your own. They're easy to do. Are they? Yeah. Okay. You just I've take uh, the a blister pack, the plastic from the blister pack, oh. and you can just yeah, yeah cut it out and paint that up. And we well, don't paint. You just use markers. Oh, just using like a sharpie or something. Yeah, sure. Because it's uh sure. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's uh, transparent. Transparent. Yeah. Yeah. Super easy. Okay. Let's do it there. I mean, it's free. Good idea. Yeah, yeah. If you can't draw well, you print out whatever you want to draw and just stick it on top of it and trace it. Yeah. With a with a little Sharpie. Yeah, just flip it over and... Yeah. Nice. So now, Zomortalis, either... I mean, not that many people can afford a full Zomortalis board. Yeah. And you're so... MDF is where I've seen more Zomortalis boards. Sure. Now, for the regular Sector Mechanicus... GW makes some good terrain. Once again, the price cost is significant. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it's nearly as impactful as the Necromunda terrain. Because it seems like the Necromunda terrain, it's, it's a premium product. Yes. Whereas like um, the Sector Mechanics terrain is, okay, this is being used by 40K players, Necromunda, 30K. There's, there's a wider range of players yes. using it. So it's more affordable, but I mean, it's GW. So yeah. of course it's going to be more expensive. Yes. So um, prior to doing, like whenever we would go up there and play, we would play on Sector, sector Mechanicus terrain and just say, oh, this is all in the hive. Yeah. So once again, you have... STLs you can print off, which that's a lot of printing. To a get a lot building. of printing, yeah. And then you have MDF, which I have one table's worth already built and painted, and I have two mm. more tables worth unbuilt. Oh, okay. And all of that is cheaper than a table's worth of GW terrain. Oh, easily, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, GW terrain for the most part is pretty sturdy you know some fiddly bits some antennas you know something but most sure. part it's, yeah. it's pretty sturdy mdf not so much you drop an mdf it's gonna, tower part yeah. of the tower is going to break yeah it's just the way it goes i mean it's pretty easy to glue back together but it's not going to glue back perfect because it's wood it yeah and, and it's also susceptible to breaking that much more yeah so i've put together a paint rack that was made out of mdf and it's like little like uh, U-channel slots. Yeah. And one piece of it broke because I didn't get it perfectly straight on sliding it in. That, there wasn't just enough friction for it to snap off and break. And I was just like, I'm, I'm, it's a paint rack. I'm not super worried. Yeah. So, but terrain, it's, well, now I have this blemish here. You either have to uh, fix it. Or you have to uh, just work around it, slap yeah. something on top of it. Slap something on top of it, put a yeah. poster on it. Yeah. As Tim Gunn would say, make it work. Make it work. Go, go, go. Do it. Go so. Work, work, work. Make it work. Make it work. Yeah. 
And so with all these options for every table, it's hard to mix different styles. Like, yeah, if you're mixing GW with MDF terrain, it's going to be a jarring difference on the table. Like, yeah. That, that looks odd. Yeah, it's... I, I, I would prefer not. <laughs> yeah, it looks it just looks odd. I mean, you can do scatter terrain on it. Scatter yeah. terrain's fine, but yeah. for our buildings... Barrels, barricades, off that. Yeah, buildings just look weird when they're... Yeah, agreed. Put next to them. Uh, and then we have our last zone, the ash waste. Yeah, it, ash waste is kind of nice because you're not really having to put out as nearly as much terrain. Um, granted, there's some missions that it would be nice to have more terrain than not. Yeah. Uh, as far as uh, what the sinking sands, so if you remain stationary, um, you're gonna take a wound or take a toughness or something. Yeah. Zero always got to be moving, or get up on terrain. But the visibility is a huge issue. Yeah. In ash waste, so most often you're gonna have some restrictions and 18 inches i think is kind of the yeah. standard you'll be playing up up for a majority of your games you're only be playing on one part of the board you know you're like the whole other half of the board you're not gonna be playing on because yeah. you're gonna be like on the road section oh yeah 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 or you can't see eight, more than 18 inches so you're like well this is where we're at or you've got some storm crawl a storm collar on the board that's just shortening that range shorter and shorter yeah to where it's hey you can't see anything beyond six yes fun <laughs> times fun times yes so gw has their hab modules for dash I, I love that kit it's stuff skits okay well i <laughs> i haven't built them i have no plan on getting on any getting any of them mm -hmm. uh they look cool yeah i've seen People do all kinds of amazing things with them. Make oh yeah, make uh, biodomes out of them. Mm -hmm. You know, stick them into side of a mountain. Or yeah, stick them inside yeah. of a sand dune. Yep, yep. Uh, but for the ash waste, you can use anything. You know, you have second mechanic mechanicus. Yeah, you can use yeah, that. yeah. Exactly. Um, even the MDF terrain, it's easy to use for that. Yeah. So now, okay, you get GW. You can, I mean, a quick Google search of. You know, printable scenery for Warhammer 40,000. You type that in, Google it, and it'll pop up stuff. You know, yeah. ne Necromund MDF terrain. You type it in, pop it up. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a plethora of companies out there. Like for the MDF, you have War Games Tournaments. That's where I got my stuff from. You have TT Combat. I got their Cloud Buster from them. I did not have good experience with that company, but I think that was a one-off. Because sure. everybody else I've talked to has had a great experience with that company. Uh, Promethean Forge. Um, you have companies like that mimic the old, the original Necromunda terrain from the 95 box set. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, a bunch of the MDF companies, that's what it looks like. Mm -hmm. If you have any of the old, if you have any of that stuff still, like the bulkheads, you can go on Yak Tribe and they've, somebody uh, made templates on there for the not the bulkheads, but for the the deck for the floor. Oh, so you yeah, can, yeah. So you can cut them out of a chipboard or whatever. And, yeah. And still use your bulkheads if your cardboard's destroyed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the um, one thing, like, if you're wanting to collect terrain for either your club or for your store, or even for your own home personal use for ZM or Zomertalis stuff, 
I've seen a lot of builds on Instagram where they have really tall walls. Like I saw one guy that did a, uh, a three, three foot by two foot uh, tile set with a L-shaped wall that was, I want to say like four or five uh, walls tall. And it was just, and then like in the center of that board in that uh, negative space, he had uh, like open market with the, the market kit that they have. Mm-hmm. Looked fantastic. But I'm just looking at it, it's just like, my God, that is an incredibly expensive yes. uh, board. The bo- so if you, I, I would say if you want to get height, use other terrain, other GW terrain, because it may not be one-to-one for ZM, but I've seen where people have taken buildings and built up the height using that as like the main building block and then adding ZM terrain to that. So you're able to get height, have like a sniper's nest or different um, uh, functionality as far as verticality, uh, as far as moving gangers through using something like that. Yeah. So one of the things that gets brought up a lot, especially with people that have played in 95 that are coming back into Necromunda, they're like, what is up with this terrain? This doesn't look like Necromunda terrain. Mm-hmm. And well, GW makes terrain that's quote unquote easily put together and easy to paint and easily playable. Yep. So if you're trying to build a, a authentic Necromunda experience, Necromunda is supposed to be claustrophobic. You know, you're crawling, everything's always at a minus one to shoot. Yeah, you're crawling through tunnels. You're you know you're crawling through collapsed buildings. There's supposed to be this giant open space, but GW mm-hmm. can't make those kits. It's up to you to make those kits if you want it. To you to scratch build, to destroy kits, yeah. to make that, if you really want that experience. But that gameplay you get if you play on that is totally different. Oh, yeah. Because uh, you're going to be single file. You know, it's going to be very... De- depending on your brutal. avenues of yeah. which ways you can go. Yeah, like I think of, like if you're in a mine, mm-hmm. that's what I think of, except for instead oh, of rock, okay. it's... Collapsed buildings is a collapsed dome, and you're just weaving your way through there. Yeah, yeah. Like, I say, like if you're like after an earthquake happened in a major city, mm-hmm. it's all the skyscrapers that fall in. Yeah, and like you might be crawling through a window, but because the building's on the side, and you're going through there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much Last of Us type thing. Yes, um, but GW can't make that. Nobody can make that terrain except for you. And it well, they can make the terrain, yeah. but it won't be able to. Well, I mean, they're, 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 there's functionality that they have to yeah uh, deal with. It's like when I've got uh, when I play 30k and I have my Stormbird on the table, and it's just like docked. It's just sitting at a spaceport. Well, it's cool, but the minute somebody throws a mini under it, it's like good luck trying to see if you have the shot, if you can see your opponent. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, you don't forget about them underneath the wing of the Stormbird. And getting your hands underneath it and just very carefully pulling them out. It's yeah. just always a pain. Yeah, I see great looking terrain on Instagram, but I'm looking at it and I'm like, that's not playable. You can't you can't play on that unless you have like a little little grabber to grab your guys. To yeah, like, yeah. My, my hand's not gonna fit in there to push that guy <laughs> in there. Yeah, you gotta get like some like tweezers almost and Yeah. So if you're going for for functionality. Well, even for um my board, like the 
the barricades are not a hundred percent foolproof because you have the skinny tall barricades that they have. Yeah. God forbid you bump the table. Oh, they fall over. Yeah. Yeah. Those things fall over a hundred percent of the time. And it's just the wider ones. Well, they'll, they'll stay around. But if you're, you have a loose sleeve or some, sleeve or something. Yeah. And that snags something that's going to fall. And hopefully it's falling onto your models, not your opponents. So, little caveat to that. So this yeah. won't apply to this, but I, I think it was I think it was Black Magic Craft. What Roy meant to say was Midwinter Minis. Now on with the show. They make some terrain out of the foam, out of regular foam. Yeah. And they make it like almost like concrete. And mm. to keep it weighed down, they just put bolts in the bottom of it. Oh, just okay. Just poke a hole and put a, glue a bolt in there, and it's weighed down. So if you yeah. have... You're scratch building something, and it's like, well, this is top heavy. Put a bolt or five in the bottom. In the bottom of it, it's, yeah. It's cheap, yeah, relatively. You know, sure, yeah, yeah. it's easy, yeah. Put a bolt in the bottom. That so, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. For those barricades, I don't think you can. You can't. There's do nothing you can do about it. It's yeah. just a part of playing with it. So. Yeah, stuff's going to get knocked down. Yeah, I mean, it's it looks great for photos, doing little little snapshots, but playing is, yeah. Not the best. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Eventually he's like, hey, are you going to be up there so we don't need that barricade over and take that barricade down? Tired of the falling down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, and uh, the other thing is like, as you're doing terrain, when you're trying to decide on your terrain, um, like painting my three by three, uh, I've told everybody during the campaign, hey, everybody's up to use it. No problems. Just don't roll your dice on it. The only dice you can, I would say, roll on it are um, deviation dice. Yeah. And that's just to get more accurate measurement um, and direction. So. I was just taking my dice tray, putting it on the porch right there. <laughs> <'Cause it's, laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, there's, no, uh, there's no barricades there. My dice, my dice tray is right there. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I love some of those boards on Instagram. They look mm -hmm. cool. To put models on and take pictures. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. It's um, when you consider the time time and effort to paint and to building was fairly fast. You can slap the walls together. The columns pretty fast. Yeah. Um, doing the, um, the painting can take a while depending on the process you're wanting to do because... I've I've seen people just okay, I primed it, paint paint a base color, dry brush, done. Yeah. And it works. For our sector mechanicus terrain at our store, that's pretty much like two color dry brush and that's all it was. But it works. Yeah, it, it works. Yeah. Uh so painting if you have GW terrain, you paint a GW models, you can figure out how to paint GW terrain. Yeah. If you get that MDF terrain that's a different yeah. ball game. It soaks up the paint. Yeah. It drinks it. You got you to gotta seal that sucker. Yes. <laughs> you got to seal it with some uh, watered down PVA glue. Yeah. And then it'll still drink still, paint, but not yeah. as much, but still drink paint after that. Mm -hmm. uh, I think uh, on my set, I did three coats of primer, of different colored primers, just mm -hmm. so I get effect. Oh, and sure. it was just yeah. drinking them up. Really? Just, yeah, just sucking them up. With sealing it? Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. It I just. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I use the Krylon. I, I wasn't using Krylon. I was using uh, 
some automotive primer. So like third okay. automotive primer. So I wasn't using, you know, GW can. Oh God, no. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't that expensive, but it, I mean, it was sucking that up. I, yeah. I mean, I used it. I used three cans on that terrain. Easy. Three cans. Three full cans. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But it's a full board. What's a full board for you? Is I mean, that, that, that four by four, which, which four by four, which okay. we should have condensed that down to the three by three to get the right Make it more feel. dense. Yeah, yeah. Get dense. So a packed three by three board. Okay. Yeah. And uh, for your the cost of that, how much was that? That um, bundle. That set. MDF. It was like, I think it was like one forty when I bought it. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah. So you could take a four by four, make it dense, maybe buy like some little like accessories of like barrels and oh, whatnot. If you have GW kids, you got barrels. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. yeah I'm, I'm saying like starting off like brand new. Oh, yeah. You, I mean, you can go to, for making your own scatter terrain, you can go to, like I said, Black Magic Craft. Oh, yeah. Look online. True. You can find stuff to make it easy, taking, making boxes with a tarp over it. Mm-hmm. You're just a block line of sight. That's real easy to do. That's just some, uh, the pink foam. Yeah. Insulation foam. Insulation foam. Insulation yeah. foam painted with some, uh, baby wipes that have been soaked in, in, uh, PVA glue and just put on it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. that, that looks good. Yeah. Now the, the only thing that you have to watch out for with, uh, insulation foam is, um, you cannot use spray paints on them. Yeah. It'll eat it. It'll, yeah, just corrode it away. That uh, the propellant and the. Mm-hmm. That's why on your plastic models, you can't if you try to if you kill it, like if it's if you're like priming it and you accidentally overspray on it too much, mm-hmm. the it might start melting because the propellant is eating the plastic. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Never ran into that issue, so I didn't know that was a. Yeah, that's a concern. Thing. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's a concern for plastic models. Okay. Yeah. Huh. That's a little scary. I mean, well, you got to, you really got to code it. Uh, and the, oh, okay. I think if you also do it, because what it is, is if you're the proper distance away, when you spray it, that propellant dissipates in the air. It'll wick off. Yeah. yeah. And if it's cold, the propellant, when it's, because it, there's still a propellant when it hits the model, the, yeah. that propellant will stay there. It won't flash off. So if it's mm. hot, it'll flash off like almost immediately. But if it's cold, it'll stay on there. Okay. And it's more likely to eat it. Okay. Yeah. If you want to know the science of that, you can go. Uh, you can. Uh, Goobertown Hobbies. Oh, he has a. He has video a, on yeah. It. He has a video on, on uh, plastic glue, CA glue. Uh, I'm telling you, breaking down like, hey, these are the like, this is the molecule formula. You know, he busts out the model. You know, this is how, this is the chain how they how they react to each other. Yeah, very informative if you're into that. And then chemistry. Yeah. Okay. So when you're building your MDF terrain, are you you're sealing it, and then are you sealing it prior to you gluing it? No. Okay. So would it be easier? Yes. But does the expansion now make it harder to fit the pieces together? No. If you seal it, it, it doesn't. But the I think it doesn't glue as well because it has the glue on there. Mm, Basically, okay. I don't think it glues as well to each other. Yeah. Because MD, uh, Elmer's glue to Elmer's glue, that's basically what it is. Wood glues just different type oh, of Elmer's yeah. glue. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it sticks as well together. Okay. So I go through the really watered-down spray bottle of it and spray it. Okay. And it just sucks that up. I think, I think I've actually painted it on there 
it wouldn't soak up so much paint instead of just spraying it on there with a spray bottle. Mm-hmm. That way I can make it thicker. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just wood glue. Stick it Because the amount that I've done with uh, MDF is just paint racks. So it's just super glue, just done. We get, so, use that. Uh, if I needed it. Sometimes it's just friction. That's a lot enough. of super glue, and it soaks up that super glue. So the wood glue gives you enough time to play with it, to move it around. It, it, it sets, place, it sets yeah. pretty fairly slow. fast. I mean, for, uh, no, to, to hold it, it sets pretty fast to hold it. Oh, it does? Okay, okay. Yeah, because it, uh, it gets pretty sticky. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm used to woodworking, so it's... Oh. You you glue something and then you clamp it and then you just yeah. glue that overnight. Well, this is soaking. I mean, it's it's press board, so it just soaks it up. Oh, so it, yeah, it's incredibly porous. Yeah. Okay. If you want uh, to paint your MDF quickly, Goonhammer has a article on that how they spray paint it and craft painted it up. That's why I did, but I took mine to the extreme. Oh yeah, mine d- looks. Didn't you rush yours? Yeah, mine looks super rusted. Which yeah, I'm down with because it's supposed to be in a hive that's been there for. Eons. millennia yeah you know not been touched just been rusting away yeah yeah Walk, walking down the catwalk and yeah. slip and fall yeah the next yeah. board will be painted different than that so rusted but not like that that was my first so, that because i did it all the time so i like my learning curve wasn't that big because, sure yeah yeah you know I, I my first piece to my last piece in terms of quality painting was almost the same because I was doing them all one time really quick. Yeah. yeah. So now when I do the next batch, I will try different things, do less of some things that I did. Mm -hmm. So it's, so it's still rusty, but it's just different. Yeah. Yeah. Not so thick, I should say. Okay. Yeah. Like for my ZM boards, it was four look, Four are cohesive together, and then the five are look close enough. But if you look at it, there's there's a tonal difference between them. Because mm-hmm. um, like one's like definitely like more matte, like more dingy, dirty, whereas the other ones are a little bit brighter. Not by much, but a little bit brighter. If you know where to look, you can see it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like standing back, you can you can definitely see it. But there's a bit of, well, not, and I would say like when you're going to paint whatever terrain you, you decide to get, everything doesn't have to be matchy match. It not like a, um, a space Marine army or something like that. Yeah. So you can have tonal variety throughout the different pieces. So your two other kits that you have yet to build and paint can be in the same vein but not be a one-to-one. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going for They're going to be on a different board. Like, I'm not mixing those two boards Oh, together. you're not mixing them. Okay, yeah. okay. But if you go to any city, you're going to look at the buildings. They're different colors. That's fine. Different colors, different architecture. Yeah. Yeah, it's, there's... Variety exists. So, why won't it exist? Well, it exists in real life, so why won't it exist in your game? Yeah, just stuff you can paint however you want. Yeah, yeah. You want it to be Hello Kitty themed? Sure. <laughs> Uh, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to it. It'd be very bright. Yeah. Death metal Hello Kitty. Death metal Hello Kitty. Yeah. yeah. That's more that's more on point. Yeah. Somebody make that. <laughs> send, send us a link to that. <laughs> Speaking of 
something weird and odd. I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about pocket hammer. So pocket scaling hammer. Yeah, okay. scaling down 40k to basically scaling down 40k to like Warmaster scale to Epic scale. Epic scale, yeah. But not playing Epic, but just playing 40k but at that scale. Sure. Okay. Playing, playing 40k at eight millimeter scale or even 15 millimeter scale. Okay. And I'm like, has anybody done pocket Munda? Scale Necromunda down. So like, because you you scale the board down, like you may only need a a one foot board or one foot mat. You have little buildings. Sure. Like like five millimeter Uh, guys. Yeah. I'm just thinking like for that, it's, uh, I can see for like a war based game that can definitely make sense for Necromunda is a little bit more difficult because um you got to see like oh is that ganger in cover what how much cover is it 50 percent or less oh they have light okay or if it's greater now it's a minus two to shoot i'm not saying it wouldn't be hard <laughs> i'm wondering if anybody's done it uh, maybe yeah i'm just thinking of the the well there's you know, some things like line of sight and like your firing arcs would be like well let me look at this five millimeter model where's the firing arcs <laughs> Uh, his his two millimeter of firing arcs. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this is how do you scale down the inches down to that scale? It's just okay. Going going off of literal mil- millimeters. Of, yeah. Sorry, I, I only have a tape measure. I, I I don't I don't do centimeters or it's on the even side of millimeters. It. It's on the other side of the tape measure. I don't I don't use it though. <laughs> it's not that it's not there. That, that I, just size, don't, I just don't use it. That, that side is dead to me. I don't, I don't use it. That's, that's dead. To give everybody a heads up, in episode seven, we'll be doing a book review of Andy Chambers' Survival Instinct. Uh, if you want to bust Pick it out, up and read it. Read it. Buy it off of eBay. Buy it. You can still buy the digital copy from GW. Yep. Uh, I actually got mine through the uh, Apple Bookstore. Okay. That was like 7 to $10, something yeah. like that. We plan on making this a semi-regular thing. We're going to go through all the old original Necromunda novels. There's like nine of them. Yeah, not crazy. Not uh, Horse Heresy uh, levels of 60-odd books or something stupid. Yeah, uh, some of this uh, stuff in these novels don't jive with the new new lore for Mm, for, uh, Necromunda. Uh, That's okay. They were still... See, I I don't know anything about the lore. So all this is just brand new. Like it's okay. just pop. Well, Kyle Jericho is the uh, Caiaphas Kane of back then. Okay. Except for he wasn't like cowardly, <laughs> but he's mm. but he has that that rep. He's yeah. like he's the man. He's a big honcho and yeah 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 he's a bounty hunter. Okay. Some people think he's uh, Lord Helmar's son. Mm. One of his sons. Spoilers. That's not spoilers. No. <laughs> they think he is. I didn't say Spe- he is speculation. Not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Speculation. Uh. So that'd be good. We'll be doing uh, that after the end of episode seven. So if you don't want any spoilers, you can just turn it off. Yep. Okay. Well, we'll we'll give you a heads up. That's it for this fifth episode of Necromancer Entertainment. I hope we have entertained you today. Uh, you can always reach us uh, via email at necromachoentertainment at gmail.com or on Instagram at necromachoentertainment. Or on Richard's Instagram. Uh, less gray minis. How do you spell that gray? G-R-A-Y. G-R-A-Y. Okay. Yeah. For not, the... 
not the British spelling. Not the British spelling. Okay. I get that confused. We already talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed it. Tell your friends about it. Give us a like or anything like that, Jazz. Share us. Yeah, share us with your friends. Uh, leave a review if on Apple Podcasts or whatever streaming platform you use. Yeah, yeah, we love hearing from y'all. Uh, I I appreciate uh, any feedback we get. Like chatting with y'all. So thanks. Y'all have a good one. You've been listening to the Necro Macho Entertainment Podcast. Ooh, yeah. The high scum rise through the top. 